Hey guys, welcome back to Take 10, our Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head. I'm a communications intern here at Watkinsville First Baptist Church. I've got my co-host, Caroline Clark. Say hey to the people. Hey, people. That's right. Here with me today, and we have got a special guest on the podcast, one of our staff spotlights you're hearing from today, Brooke Lovingood, formerly known as Brooke Davis, <laughs> currently known as Brooke Lovingood, because she got married. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, Brooke, say hey to the people. Hi, everybody. Awesome. All right, well, today you're going to hear Vic, our college pastor, ask five questions to Brooke Lovingood. Vic, take it away for us. Well, first of all, I want to give Brooke a little time on the front end to like tell the kids where you're from, how long you've been here, yeah. general information kind of stuff, because my five questions have nothing to do with that. Okay, great. Because I don't know your five questions. That's right, either, you don't. So. Everybody keep that in mind when listening to these answers. I'm from Beaufort, Georgia. Daniel Neesmith, our youth pastor, would call that Atlanta. It's not. It's a suburb of Atlanta. And I grew up there. I went to a Christian school called Hebron. And then I came to UGA and started interning with youth and loved it. Felt a really huge call to ministry while I interned and um, followed that in obedience, leaving college and coming on staff here at Watkinsville. So I've served with youth and interns since I came on staff and it's been great. And yes, I did just get married. It's a miracle. Shout out to all the single girls. God can do that. Amen. She is the woman of Watkinsville, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Brooke Lovingood. Yeah. And so my first question actually has to do with the being married. So you've been married how long? Five weeks Saturday. Five weeks Saturday. So what is the most surprising thing about living with a man? Okay, maybe I'm going to do one not serious and one serious. The first not serious one has been that the toilet seat has been left up. And as a woman, let's say you get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you've lived with women your whole life. So the toilet seat has never been left up. Right. You don't necessarily look to see the state of the toilet. Well, when you live with a man and that toilet seat is left up, you fall into the toilet in the middle of the night. And so we have just had to do some communication on that front. And that has been shocking in so many ways. Um, the second thing, though, in a very serious manner is maybe this just has to do with a guy that I'm married to, but he is incredibly thoughtful. And I think that has been surprising and how he's done so much for me just in this month of marriage in ways I couldn't have thought he would. So aside from the toilet seat, you would highly recommend? Yes, I toilet. would. And maybe just something to talk about in premarital. <laughs> you know, there's not a class on that toilet yeah, seat no, etiquette. Who could have known? So my, my second question, toilet seat may be the answer to this one too. What's it like being a woman on a staff full of dudes? Such a good question. Well, I think that would probably vary based off the church that you're in. Uh, this church is full of guys that, pastors that love Jesus and desire to see women play a role in the church. So my experience here has been very, very positive as far as, as I've figured out what I'm good at and desire to use that. You guys as pastors have helped me do that. So that's been a gift and one that I don't think every girl on a church staff could say that she has had that experience. I would long to see that in other places too. I will say it's a lot of testosterone all the time. So when any females walk in the room or in our offices, I love it. I'm like, bring it on. Yes. 
Um, but I love it. It's yes, your office is basically in a frat house. Hundred percent. And the little blinds on my door aren't there, so I can't even block y'all out. I mean, I'm just exposed. But it, it's been really has been amazing and cool to see how a woman can fit into a role in ministry and what that looks like. And she doesn't necessarily just have to be doing admin stuff. So question number three. Uh, like this is, there's always some sort of music question. So what is the Brooke Loving Good playlist right now? The soundtrack of your life? Pull up Spotify right now. We want to know. Okay, well, it's Apple. I'm an Apple music girl. Yes, so ma'am. What is wrong I'm with wrong. you people? Apple that is just wrong. I don't no, necessarily know if I like it. <laughs> and we, uh, we're not really, I'm trying, I'm begging. Oh um, my goodness. Um, I am a huge Johnny Swim fan. Yes. Yeah. I love them. That Come was on. the, I think that was the first concert I went to in Athens. Yeah, I love them. Um, and I also, I just listen to a lot of Christian contemporary music. So I'm one of those. I'm just your classic Christian gal. Anything from Passion to Hillsong to Elevation, that's what really dominates mine. Here's the, here's the question I have, though. What's the guilty pleasure on there? Like, what's the secular crank it up? Beyonce. If I... <laughs> was not following Jesus, I would follow Beyonce. Yes, ma'am. There you go. You heard That's it here it. first, kids. This is why we ask these questions. Yeah. I we mean, need to know. It's this a- is what nobody else is asking. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a huge, it's a huge part of my life. Her. Love that. Okay, so this question, I'm going to give you some parameters first. We know the answer is Jesus, right? <laughs> so you can't use uh, anyone from the Bible. Okay. as one of your answers okay. so you can have lunch with two people mm-hmm. one of them living any living person right now and one person from history who are the two people you get to have a two-hour lunch with the first one living would be oprah um <laughs> they can i do share a little bit of a you guys couldn't see that right there but there was a fist bump, fist bump. In the room. right we do share a little bit of a uh, fascination. fascination with oprah yeah i, I mean when I would come home from high school or middle school, me and my mom, four o'clock, would sit on the couch when it wasn't basketball season, and we would watch the Oprah show. And she just fascinates me. Do I agree with everything? No. So that's my one limit. Really? Yeah. I want to hear the dead. I don't no know. Way. Dead? Um, oh, and it can't be from the Bible. Man. Right. I'm trying to think an author. I love reading. Okay, this is also strange, but I would like to have a conversation with Michael Jackson. Oh, that's good. I just am like, your life was fascinating, and you had an extreme amount of fame. I would just like to know who he really was. So that wasn't an author. Mine is uh, Oprah Genghis Khan. We're just going to leave that laying out there. Uh, Question number five, a little more serious and retrospective. Um, just, I, I want to say this from a standpoint of one of the pastors here. It is an absolute delight to have you on staff and part of the life of who we are as Watkinsville First Baptist. You're one of the most gifted Bible teachers I've ever been around. It's just been, a, it's been a joy to get to know you and you, your influence here probably goes far beyond what we even know. Let's say you get 10 years down the road and you look back at your time in ministry here at Watkinsville. What would you want to be kind of some of the markers that, that you would look back and go, this has been the most important thing over 10 years of ministry? I think that I've feel very passionate about women 
um, using their minds to know God and not just being led by what they feel or what the culture says to them, but being real students of the word and letting that make them strong moms and wives and sisters and friends and, you know, workers that they would be women who love God more than anything. Um, And that is what excites me in life. That's why I love what I do here because I just want to see girls know and love Jesus. And so if I could look back in 10 years and say I played a small part in making the Bible feel accessible to girls, making the Bible feel like it's something they can study to and know and understand theology and be in a room with men and talk about that and be challenged with their minds, just like men are expected to be challenged theologically, then I would say that that is a huge win. And yeah, I just want to see girls flourish in their walk with God. And so that would be what I would want to see looking back in in 10 years. Well, you're well on the way to that happening. And see, this was very painless. Yeah, We're done. So all we got to do now is cue up Beyonce and we're out. Amen. Let's do it. All right, kids, that's it. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Caroline Clark signing off. Thanks so much for joining. We will see y'all on Sunday night, 8 p.m., college service, worship center. It's going to be a good time. See y'all there.